Listener discretion is advised. This podcast will discuss topics such as mental health, triggers, abuse, and suicide. While we plan on keeping it fun, we also plan on keeping it real. Know your limits. Take care of yourself. Listener discretion is advised. To episode two, welcome of back. The mental breakdown podcast. podcast. Definitely the only one. Yeah, <laughs> as far as we know. As far as we know. What are we talking about today? Today, in episode two, we are getting to know me. Yes, Elizabeth's story. You guys are getting to know my story because honestly, I think I have a pretty cool story. Like, not it's to pretty. Brag, it's pretty crazy. Not to brag, but I think I have a story worth sharing. Definitely. And I hope that in sharing my story, people that have been through similar situations as I have been are able to grow and know that there is another side and it does get better. And like, it's gonna be okay, my dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> you gonna make me cry. Five minutes in. We ain't even five minutes. Five minutes. I also want to like start it off with like a disclaimer. I did grow up in like, or I have like recently become like more Christian and like a lot of the times when people share their stories, they're like, man, I wish my story sounded like yours. Please. I wish I had a good testimony. Please don't compare your story (laughs) to mine. Like I think everyone's story is so cool and it's like, it's literally who you are. Like it's a piece of art. No one's story is better or worse than anybody else's. So don't compare your story to mine. So I guess I'll just start the day I was born. The day you were born. The day you just popped out. January 19th, 2000. Apparently it was snowing in North Carolina. Um, my dad's name was Edward Antonio Waters. My mom's name was Christine Marie Sicciatano Waters. I'm what a probably, beautiful name. I'm probably slaughtering that last name. It's Italian. She's the Italian one? Yeah. My mom's the Italian one. I'm probably slaughtering that last name, so I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. You're allowed to. General. Yeah. Anyway. So before I was even born, my mom actually had two kids that I don't find before out about. Yeah, before you were born? Yeah, she had kids when she was like a very young teenager. I don't know the exact age, but she was very young. Um, you had no idea at all, like your entire life? No, no idea Lovely. until I turned 13. Anyway, back to the beginning. Um, but yeah, I have an older and a brother and an older sister who I've actually recently been in contact with, and they're pretty cool. Back to we'll the beginning. We'll have to do a whole episode about how you met them and stuff. Oh, I plan, awesome. on, I plan on making a video on it. Yeah. Um, so when I am, first two years of my life are pretty normal, living with my mom and my dad. Um, we're actually staying in my dad's parents' house uh, mm-hmm. because my dad is, I think he's managing a Walmart and I don't know what my mom managing did. Managing a Walmart badass. Yeah, he was, pretty, he was a pretty badass man. Um, I love my father. I think he's great. Uh, he was actually born with MS and he had diabetes. Oh, wow. oh geez. Um, yeah, and my mom had diabetes and she had a bit of a drug problem. And yeah. by a drug problem, I mean like my mom had a drug problem, y'all. Like real um, drugs, yeah, not like marijuana drugs. Hard drugs. Real drugs. Um, so when I was two, she actually left. She actually took me from my dad and then like left me in Pennsylvania and was like, come get your daughter. And so like he came and got his daughter. And so she like took you and then was like, come get me. Come like, yeah, that was, that was a pretty cool, like first abandonment issue story. Anyway, oh yeah. 
Um, <laughs> I do make a lot of jokes, but like, I'm totally fine. It's all good. I use humor a lot. Anyway, so my dad comes and gets me and that's the last time I ever see my mother. And then, so me and my dad are still living at his parents' house. And you're how old? And I am three years, I'm two to three years old. Okay. Then when I am three years old, you guessed it, ladies and gentlemen, my father passed away. Mm. Um, so now I am... Not and you were the one that you were the one that like found him, right? Yeah, I was the oh, one that found God. my dad. That was really hard. Um, finding your father when you're three year three years old that was really hard. Night. Um, can you still like like can you still oh, see it? Because like you think being that young, like you wouldn't oh, be able to yeah, remember, but something that memories. traumatic, you like shouldn't have memories. But I definitely remember that night. That's and crazy. I don't know why I remember that night. Well, but actually, that comes into the story later. This all ties to this is very much a full circle story. You got to listen to the whole thing, and it all makes sense. Lovely. I'm, um, I'm on the edge of my seat. So, yes, my father passed away when I was three. My mother found out. So I guess there was, I don't even think there was really a custody battle. I think she just straight up, like, signed the rights over to my grandparents. It was like, you can have her. So I was raised by Emma and Bill Waters. Uh, shout out to Bill Waters. I don't know if you listen. I've to met him before. Not. Is he not? He's so sweet. Is he not the sweetest? I love, I love him. my granddad. He's my best friend. And I would do absolutely anything to make him proud He's of He's a sweet pee for sure. He's great. Um, he is the reason I am the person that I am, so. Aww. Uh, no, that's why I'm an asshole. That's what I was saying. That wasn't a sweet, <sighs> a sweet moment. I love your assholeness. Thank you. Anyway, so yeah, I <laughs> grow up with my grandparents, Nanny and Granddad. Uh, Nanny enrolls me in gymnastics. So Ooh. from the age of three to 14, I am a gymnast and a cheerleader. Oh, you were one of those girls. Yeah, I'm a cheerleader. But I was like, I was like, I but I did competitive cheerleading. Oh my god, you're like an episode of Glee. You were a cheerleader turned theater nerd. Oh my god, <laughs> I hated that. I absolutely despise that. Anyway, so I was a gymnast and a cheerleader. Um, also did a little bit of competitive fighting, like kung fu. No way, I didn't know that. Yeah, I did kung fu for a while. That was really, really cool. That's um, awesome. I loved it. I actually have a gold medal in a sparring competition. Badass alert. Yeah. Hello. So that's pretty cool. Anyway. Um, so yeah, but that's what my grandparents put me in to like help me cope and kind of like work through those emotions. So I think that was, that was really, smart. I really think that was smart on their behalf. Um, it was definitely hard on them and on me being a child in the 21st century, being raised by 70 and 80 year olds. I'm sure. Uh, that was really interesting. Who hadn't raised a child in well over 20 years? Different, different times different, we live in. Different times. So I'm sure I, they, did, they did their best. So I'm like technically like a zillennial Millennial. Um, I was raised by boomers. That sounds like a dinosaur. A so I'm. <laughs> so I don't know what I am, but um, yourself. Welcome to the shit show. Yes. Um. Yeah. So I grew up with them. That was that whole little anecdote was my elementary school. I was just kind of surviving and like cracking jokes. Um, elementary school was weird because like. You know, I definitely like pretended to be normal, but like everyone knew I was a broken. Not really. Being just my teachers. Boring though. You don't want to be normal. Yeah, you my te- but that. my teachers were so sweet. My teachers were amazing. They were so great through elementary school. They took care of me. They like definitely form made me a human being. They were a formative part of my childhood. Um, and then shout like, out to all the teachers. Amen. It's rough right now. Give them a raise. It's rough right now, you guys. Anyway, give teachers a raise. Um, so. Yeah, and then I'm 10, still in gymnastics, still vibing in school, and my grandmother passed away. She'd actually been sick for two years, so from the ages of 8 to 10, I 
was in and out of the hospital a lot with my grandmother because like that's where she was so that's where I would stay a lot because you know I lived with her and granddad was at work a lot so like I had to go somewhere or I stayed with my cheer coaches a lot um who were also like my Sunday school teachers which is really really cool um they're amazing people yeah so my grandma passed away after we thought she was going to be able to come home so that was really really rough so then it is me granddad and two uncles living in a house together Uh, Which is really hard for a 10-year-old girl, especially since one of my uncles was, like, severely an alcoholic. Oh, jeez. Who I'm pretty sure did other drugs. Yeah, I haven't seen him Like a drunk all the time, like... Yeah, like, drunk all the time. Like, my house was disgusting. That comes in later in the story. Oh, boy. Anyway, so around the age of 10, I start to really cling to, like, my older cousins, um, who I don't know if they will be comfortable with me saying their names, so I'm not going to. But I really clung to them. They were, like, older sisters to me. And I got, like, really close to the people that they ended up marrying, and just, like, any time that I could spend at their house, I did. Like, at the fire department. Kind of an their escape. House. Yeah, it was just, yeah. like, I, like, really, really clung on to them. And I'm super thankful for them because, like, I needed, I just needed women in my life. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, growing up as a teenager was really, really weird. When I was 13, I actually found out that my mom had passed away. Um, really? Yeah, so my mom passed away in 2010 um, due to drug-related ketoacidosis. Oh, jeez. How old was um, she? Do you know? She was, in, she was like 34. Oh my God, that's so young. She was, my mom was young when she dies. Um, and you were 10 when you found out or when you were 13? I was 13, 13. when I found out. Jeez. Um, that's when like a girl really needs her mom too. Yeah. So that was, well, it was actually oh, funny. Man. It wasn't funny how I found it, but I found it because um, I was looking up my mom trying to find contact information and I found her obituary. That's not contact information um i well i found her address so by that i mean where she was buried that was the joke i'm sorry that was dark humor that was that was we love elizabeth's dark humor that was for a specific set of people and i apologize um the look that my editor just you'll get used to it he's laughing he he really was like should i cut that funk Um, man the funk man don't cut it. Don't cut out any dark humor. We love it. Um, anyway, so I found that out. So then um, high school sucked. Um, I quit. But that's when you met me. That is. Actually, I met you after I graduated. That's true. But you were still like. Pump the brakes killer. Were you still. <laughs> high How old were you then? Were you 17 or 18? I was 18 when I graduated. Oh, okay. So you were like, you had like just graduated. Then. I was already an adult. A dirt. A dirt. Damn. I just feel so much um, older. Pause. Because I'm going to drink. From our... I'm gonna have to listen to that later. Yeah, so that was really cool. So high school uh, sucked. Mm. I quit cheerleading and I joined theater because, like, I started school cheerleading and I didn't like school cheerleading because it just wasn't the same as competitive cheerleading. Not a bad choice. Theater's never a bad choice. Wasn't my vibe, and theater is never a bad choice. Um, but it's funny how I started theater is because I started theater because of a boy, even though my friend had been begging me to start theater. Well, how many things have I started for a freaking boy? Um, but no, it wasn't even like it was it wasn't even like a romantic thing. Um, I met him at a masquerade ball. Ooh, I love masquerade ball. Um, and he was the DJ. And I walked on stage and I was like, hey, I noticed that you're the DJ and you're uh, up here all night and you have to be like sitting alone. You should play a song and come dance with me. And he did, and we became friends, and he invited me to come start working at the theater. And this man later becomes a really, really, really good friend of mine, and his name is Chase Thompson. He will come into the story later. 
<laughs> um, um, so yeah, high school. I start hanging out with not the best crowd, not bad people. We were just unsupervised. Sort of teenagers. acting out a little bit. I was literally an orphan in high school with no yeah. parental supervision. I'm like sure there are assholes who made fun of you too, because that's what assholes at high oh, school yeah, do. Oh yeah, 100 percent. And like, yeah. grand, like granddad knew what I was doing, but he knew I was always safe. I always had like a good head on my shoulders, so like I did what I I did whatever the fuck I wanted. Um, started hanging out with the wrong crowd. Ended up like losing my virginity when I was like 16. Yeah, I, I was 18 when I lost my last time, not bad. Yeah, I was, um, but that is, uh, not consenting age in North Carolina, so keep that up, ladies. Um. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought 16 was. They might have changed it. It depends how old the other person is. <laughs> That's probably valid. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yikes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hope my family doesn't listen to this. They will. They will. Um. We said we we're going to be real. Family, this is us being real. So what happened next? Uh, yeah, I downloaded Tinder at 16, which I don't understand how I did that, but, like, Tinder do better. I forgot um, Tinder has been around for that long. Yeah, it's been around for at least four years, because I'm 20 now. Um, but, yeah, I started hanging out with, started doing drugs, and by drugs, I mean, like, marijuana, and I accidentally did, like, Molly once. How do you accidentally do Molly? That's a great <laughs> question. I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't know. You figured it and out. I would get like super, 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 the capital D, the runk, the runk, the runk. And yeah, that was just the life I lived. But it's okay because I was a straight A student and I like was a great actress and I was like going to college and like winning a lot of scores. But as soon as like. That's all you need. Yeah. That's Everything's all you need. fine. Band, and, giant band aid over my life. Yeah, yes. definitely. It was definitely a giant band aid when I was actually completely broken. Right. Um, I had great friends though. I had like. A lot of great people had like my first like really serious boyfriend who me and him are now like best friends now. Good old Spencey. Well, Spencer, shout out Spencer. <sighs> you exhaust me. Um, <laughs> I wonder what color his hair is now when, by the time this comes out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was shade. Um, but yeah. And then so I was just a dumbass in high school. Um, and then 2017 happened and 2017 is the year that gave me, are we ready? PTSD. <laughs> Ethan's like, I hate that I have to listen to that later in my earphones. Pause for We finished each other's sandwiches. I was about to make a really bad joke when you were talking about your family watching us. What was it? I love us. This is this is the three musketeers right here. And we're back. Sorry, we had to take a pause. Um where was I at? Um, PTSD. PTSD. So it is um, my junior year of high school. I'm applying to colleges. I'm in the beginning of a new relationship and um, still really close with my older cousins and their husbands. And I have, I am 17 years old and I have obviously experienced a lot of death thus far, but, um, is the angel of death done? Um, not yet. Nope. Um, but wait, there's more. I've said not today, but, um, apparently I don't get to say. So I am, it is my show season. We're doing lend me a tenor at my high school because I'm a theater kid at heart. Um, and this is kind of my first like really big weed roll. Um, so that's really cool. And my theater teacher got nominated for an award. 
Oh, hell yeah. Um, and we got to go perform our show that night, but I did not get to go perform on stage that night. Do you want to know why they had to go Why, Elizabeth? On stage? Tell us. Um, my brother-in-law was killed in a car accident. Oh, okay. Yeah. So now I'm, I'm starting just, to think you're making this up. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. No, that's the thing. People think I'm like a pathological liar. I'm really not. All of this stuff is happening. You're like, no, here's I'm all the obituaries. still kicking. I'm like, hey, hey, in Moana. Like, bad things just, <laughs> just bad keep things happening. keep happening. And I just keep... I just won't keep die. kicking ass. I keep being kicking. a chicken. That joke is brought to you by Jessica Smith, my roommate. I would she would kill me if I didn't get her credit for that joke. <laughs> um, so yeah, that happens. He was a firefighter. He was on call. Um, I would also like to say at this point, I'm not going to drop any names, but he has like two amazing daughters. So it was just like even more heartbreaking. Mm. Um, and yeah, he was killed in a accident with a 18 wheeler. And then three weeks later, remember earlier when I was talking about that good friend that I met at a masquerade dance. Yeah, we got, we got to be really good friends. We ended up like going to the beach together. He like helped me with theater a lot. He really helped me find my passion. He was the first person to ever put me on stage. Uh, we just bonded a lot. (laughs) My dog is actually his ex-girlfriend's dog. (laughs) Mocha. And, uh. He fell off of a roof and passed away due to uh, a trip. Mm. So that's really cool. That was really hard. And that happened three weeks apart from each other. And I already lost so many There were three weeks apart. They were three weeks apart. Exactly. Good Lord. Yeah. Um, that sucks. How? So then um, I was 17. So I like shut down and went to a really depressive state. Naturally. Um, naturally. Anybody would. Um, so I'd like to say... I would just like to say what PTSD, and we're going to have a whole episode on PTSD. Yeah, give us what, a brief overview. Yeah, this is like what PTSD did to my body. So um, throughout the next year after these two events, I started having nightmares, night terrors, night sweats, sleep paralysis. Jeez. Um, that was just at nighttime. During the day, I would have flashbacks. If I felt like I was about to be in a car accident, I would break out in a cold sweat. Um, sometimes I was still drinking and smoking at this point. Um, I would see dead people for lack of a better like term. Like that I see dead people. Yeah, I like people. I, it got really weird, but I knew it was just PTSD. Well, I d- actually didn't know it was just Like PTSD. just their faces or like them standing here like Like, like them this. just standing there. Like they're there in the room with me. Oh my God. Um, it was really, really bad. I went to go see a therapist. Um, and also at the beginning of this journey, I was 240 pounds and a lot of people with PTSD, well, not a lot of people, but sometimes people develop eating disorders so that mm-hmm. they can have control of something. And that is something oh, that shit, happened that. to me. Um, so I developed an eating disorder. And within this next year, I go from 240 pounds to 130 pounds. And that Holy is not shit. something anybody should strive for. Mm-hmm. Um, that is just something that I personally experienced. That is just something that is part of my story. That is something that I used to be and I am not anymore. That Hell yeah. My, overcome that shit. Overcome that shit. Um, that is why that's our new tagline. Overcome that shit. <laughs> that is why I'm comfortable sharing it. Seeked out therapy. I um, and in a relationship, I'm going to college. Things are starting to look up. I get my first tattoo. It's on my wrist. It says "Live a Little." Um, that was me Live trying to come out of that. Yeah, that was me trying to come out of that depressive state. And then summer 2018 kind of contributes to that a little bit. Mm. This is a pretty cool summer because it is the summer that I met Maddie. Yes, I'm so sorry. Um, but Your life will never be the same. Yeah, it will never be the same. <laughs> um, my, I got, I went through my first real bad heartbreak that summer. 
Um, Which is kind of how we became friends because y'all, kinda, y'all were like breaking up and then you I, randomly wanted to talk to me about it because people just like to talk to me about you things. Were the, honestly, you were the first person that I was like, Maddie, can we go to your car? I need nicotine. I need nicotine. <laughs> I was like, dude, for sure. I'm a sponge. I'll I suck up like, your story. And I was just so, so sad. Um, and then I started seeing this other guy that... Yeah, that was just a cool time. He was a good guy. He was a fun guy to date. I just kind of realized that he wasn't the guy for me. Well, sometimes that happens. Yeah. No, no hard feelings. Um, and that summer was just really weird because that was like a, just a lot of exploring for a lot of people. And that it was cast, a strange summer. That cast got really close. Cinderella cast 2018. Well, what? <laughs> That's Hi. I have to say. <laughs> that like, that summer gave me PTSD. Cinderella think- director, though. Christian Payne, I love you. I almost ran him over in my car the other day. I still have all the letters that he, like, wrote. Yes. I have them in my room. I love that man. I love him, too. I'll be on our podcast. I don't know if we're what, just be on our Yes, podcast. Christian, just whenever come talk to us. Theater, whenever we do our theater episode. Yes. You will be in the, you will be on the theater episode. Christian Payne. Anyway, so that summer was really weird. Um, we just explored a lot about ourselves. Um... <laughs> Yeah, and then I just went to college, first semester of college. I was just sad, y'all, because I was like, oh, this is college. So I did all the dumb college stuff, you know. Don't drink Four Locos. Don't ever do that. That's never a good idea. It's not a good idea with one, definitely not with two. In under 30 minutes. Yay. Don't don't go see Rocky Horror Picture Show at Chapel Hill on Halloween. Don't Mm. do it. I mean, do it. It's great. It's amazing. Do it. It's great, but not when you're drinking four logos. Just don't be me. <laughs> Just don't drink four logos, guys. Just don't do it. Um. Anyway, uh, so I'm in college, and then you know, my senior year of college, I meet this girl named Izzy, and she kind of introduces me to Jesus. Um, <gasps> Love that guy. And also, the guy that I'm dating at the time introduced me to Jesus. Um, Love and me some Jesus. Yes, and his family was homie. just great. Did and I really just say Jesus is the homie? Jesus is the homie. <laughs> you're correct in that statement. Um, so we are, yeah, going into 2019 and I start really just grabbing onto my faith and just trying to turn my life around. Cause I really don't want to make the same choices that like people in my past have made and end up like them as in dead or addicted to drugs or, or all like, of the above just missing. Yeah. I'm yeah. um, just like absent. Yeah. I just kind of like turn my life around and I end up going to Africa. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know that's a jump. <laughs> Summer of <laughs> Uh, Shit, I moved across the a, country like three times, so it happens. I had never been on a plane before, and I said, you know what? I'm going to go to Africa. Just straight gonna, to Africa the I'm first gonna, time. I'm going to feed these orphan children, and I'm going to love them. And y'all, it was the best summer of my life, and I actually applied to go back. Um, two days ago, I applied to go back. Oh, my God, you summer. did? Yeah. Uh, It'll be a two-month trip, so hopefully I get on. Holy shit, that'll be fun. Yeah. Whole episode of when you get back. It would be, honestly, it would be really, really cool. Yes. I love doing an episode on mental health in third world countries. Anyway. That'd be great. So yeah, that's 2019. Um, I come back from Africa and I'm just a changed person. I have a changed heart. I see the world differently. I have more compassion for people. I have more an understanding that we are just human beings and we are all flawed and that like America is so broken. (laughs) America Mm -hmm. is so broken. Um, So I just kind of have like a different, that sounds so prestigious that it's like, no, it doesn't. So now I have like a different, no, I mean, life gives you like different perspectives on things, depending on what, what happens and what you, in the most humble way possible. Like you see shit different. You see shit different. Yeah. 
So I came back and I ended up breaking up with that guy who was amazing, who I really did think I was going to marry. Oh, wow. That's crazy. You go from, I mean, I've done them before. So yeah, you, know, I really you think, think this think is your gonna, person. And I really then... did think I was going to marry him, but I broke up with him because I was like, this doesn't feel right. I'm, I'm, sometimes my, that's all you need in my soul. Like love wasn't enough, which is like really hard mm-hmm. anyway. So go back to school, sophomore year, still a theater major, get some really cool opportunities acting wise. Uh, I go awesome. to New York city this year twice once for mission to serve in a muslim neighborhood and then oh, no yeah, it, was, it was amazing it's a beautiful culture i want to hear more stories and about then that. once for like acting work like i got to go to the a1 conference and i got to see beetlejuice on my 20th birthday <gasps> was, was really it amazing cool. it was so good it was oh my god alex brightman could punch me in the face and i would say thank you thank you may i have another honest to god <laughs> Get my other eye. And then, um, I hate you. And then COVID hit and Ugh. I kind of got into a weird headspace as we all did as COVID hit. Well, fuck and, you, COVID-19. You know, this civil rights movement is starting up, which I'm 100% here for. Black Lives Matter, first of all. Um, that's all I have to say about that. Um, that's all I need to say about it. Yeah, I just got in this weird headspace, but I definitely want to make like a positive impact on the time that we're in right now. So I decided that I would start a YouTube channel and share my story and share the things that I'm go passionate it. about. Definitely go po- follow it. Elizabeth Waters, W-T-T-E-R-S. Do it. Um, right now. Just stop what you're doing. Stop listening to the podcast <laughs> and go follow it right act- now. Pause, pause. Go subscribe. Okay, cool. Go subscribe. Um... But yeah, I just want to share my story and share the things that I'm passionate about, which is mental health and sustainability and eating disorders and recovery and just like loving each other and loving the planet well and uh, hippy dippy shit. Um, Jeez, man. I should be at Woodstock. Yeah, you can buy a piece of the stage in a peace necklace from Woodstock. Is it wrong that I don't care enough to do that? Yeah, I don't care that much. I just like to say I do. <laughs> like I <appreciate laughs> the necklaces it. are pretty cute, but I appreciate it, but I don't. Also, want it. anyway, <laughs> it is one o'clock in the morning. We have to finish this. <laughs> um, I so I started a YouTube channel, and then Maddie reached out to me and was like, "Let's start a podcast about mental health because we both think it's we're both huge overcomers." You'll learn more about Maddie next week. Um, but there's like even more details in my story that I didn't really go over because of the situations that I like grew up in. There were like, there were like moments of abuse and there were moments of when I was like not living in anybody's house. It was kind of like house hopping. I was staying at friends. Been there, done that. I was staying at other family's house. Yeah, it was, it was, it was not great, but I, I somehow overcome it. And hopefully through this podcast, we can kind of share with you just like some stories of overcoming and how to cope and how to love yourself. And you won't be hearing from just us. You'll also be No, yeah, others. we have a lot of cool guests lined up. Yeah, I personally think it's so important. It's why I share my story to learn from others and to be to understand that you're not alone. Nobody is ever alone no matter how alone you feel, trust me. We would know. <laughs> we would know. <laughs> we would know. Um, and I'm just really, really excited for you guys to get to know me even more. This is just like a basis. Oh, basis yeah. This rundown. is just the intro, basically. And also, like, I feel like I shared a lot of the, like, mental health, like, things that really affected my mental health, which is what this podcast is about. But I also would like to say that I had a lot of great times in high school and, like, in elementary school. Like, I genuinely loved gymnastics. And I loved a lot of good memories, too. And I loved theater. And I had amazing times with friends and at prom and, like, at the beach and, like, playing video games and like staying up way too late nights of shows. Like I had a great life. Like it wasn't privileged. It wasn't normal by any means. Like nobody has a normal life. No, but like it was by no means standard and I'm definitely different because of it. I act a little mature. I act, (laughs) 
and I have a mental illness because of it. That's part of who you are. It's part of who I am. And, but I still had a great life and I still think Denny had a great life. Obviously, like I'm really trying to turn around and work hard and they're kicking ass at it. I'm really trying. Kicking so ass really at it. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah, that's me. And I can't wait for you guys to get me to know me more through this podcast and for me to get to know you guys. I'm really super excited. Yes, please. Um, we want your stories. that is all I have for me and my episode. Good job. If you have any questions, definitely shoot them our way. Yes. And we want to hear your stories and stuff too. Alrighty. We want to close out this podcast with where you can find us and how you can contact us. You can DM us on Instagram at the Mental Breakdown Pod. You can find us on YouTube and Facebook at the Mental Breakdown Podcast. And if you would like to message us personally, send requests, or make a business deal, you can email us at the Mental Breakdown Podcast double zero at gmail.com. And if you want to listen to us, which hopefully you already are, if you're hearing this right now, you can go to SoundCloud, you can go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts or pretty much wherever else you want to listen. It'll be up on all of those. But remind you, Breakdown Babes, you got this. You got this. And on days you don't, we got, we got you. you. Uh, Thank you guys so thanks much for, for listening. listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. We're just two girls living in a disordered world.